moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. To more moss to the people, this is Asa, and I am your host. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to start this podcast episode today of More Moss to the People with a shout-out. Yep, a birthday shout-out, a 60th birthday shout-out to one of my top VIP listeners, whom I am so grateful for, Sarah Kootval in Florida. Thank you, for listening, Sarah, and thank you for being in my life, and thank you for sharing your journey, and thank you for sharing the podcast episodes with your friends and family, and for even inviting your friends and family to be on the podcast with me. Thank you so much, and I hope this 60th year is just the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful future for you. All the best to you, Sarah. Now, back to the show. It's August 8, the Lion's Gate. 8-8-2023. So what does that mean? Auspicious day. I'll tell you, it's an auspicious time in the world. So let me ask you, do you know what a conundrum is? I literally looked it up. The exact term means a noun, a confusing and difficult problem or question. I'm going to bring up something to you in today's conversation about the conundrum of death. I know this is my new topic. I'm loving it. I love it. And I know that people are petrified about talking about this topic, but it is something 100% of us, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big high statistic, are going to die. So now I want to ask you the conundrum, the question. The conundrum is, if we know this is going to happen and we know that we need to think about preparing for our one-day demise, hopefully not today, another day down the road, but we need to start planning for it, what can we do today to start having a conversation that I know is super tough. 
And I'll tell you, since this has come to my the forefront of my heart and my mind of what it is that I'm so passionate about thinking about and working with and and creating more conversation around in the world, I'm getting a lot of people sending me private messages about, yeah, this is, um, it's a taboo topic and I know I need to deal with it, but um, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to broach the subject with my loved ones. I don't know how to ask my mom or my dad, um, do you have anything planned for um, your death? And I get it. Trust me, I totally understand that every single family, every single human being is different and how we deal with the discomfort of death. And um, I'm not going to tell you today how to have that conversation because you know what? It's not up to me how you're going to have the conversation. And, you know, old me would have tried to give you some advice. Let me tell you how I would have done it. You know, it doesn't matter. It does not matter how I would do it. Um, it matters how you want to do it. And I want to respect you and your process in starting to think about death cleaning, deostatning, the gentle, the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. <laughs> Still my go-to book now besides Boundary Boss from Terry Colt. Um, so if I were to ask you to think about it, to just consider, okay, if I were to have a conversation with um, my loved ones about the fact that um, I want to start going through my home, like, right? Because this starts with us. It doesn't even have to be a conversation with somebody else just yet. It's a conversation that you have with yourself first. And the conversation that you have with your higher being, your higher self of, okay, well, I know, I know this is going to happen. This could be completely private. This can be just the the beginning of planting a seed in your own life. And if that means that you like start making a little bit of like a plan for yourself of how you would like to tackle the um, the place in which you live and tackling, if you think of it as a task or you think of it as something exciting, because if you if you generalize it to, okay, I'm just decluttering my home. Yeah, yes, yes, you are. You're cleaning up your stuff. You're cleaning up your stuff, body, mind, soul, and home. So what does that mean? What does it what can it mean to you? So I'm gonna tell you my process that I did Conmari back in like 2017 or something, the Conmari method, which is like the 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 process of tidying up your home. And uh, it was it was great. It might have been 2019. I have no idea. I can't even remember the years anymore. Are you the same way? I cannot remember time. This is what happens. See, I mean, all of a sudden I'm 56 years old, and uh, soon I'm going to be 76. Yeah. So, all right. So I've already done the KonMari method, meaning that I have already gone through my home once. And do you know it is like it never even happened? Because why? Because you keep adding more stuff, like. 
I don't even, I'm not a big shopper. I don't go out and buy new things. Somehow, I have got so many weird things in my home that I'm like, why do I have this? Why have I maintained or retained so many things? I'm going to give you an example. I liken myself to a collector of coats. Yes, I do live in Sweden. And yes, it does get cold here. But why do I need 20 coats? I wear two. But I have the option of 18 other ones. You see? This is part of it. Now, you would think if I did the KonMari method properly, I wouldn't have 20 coats left, right? But you know what? I did touch every single one of them. I held them and I left them. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot get rid of you. Because I love you so much. So here they are. Jamming up my closet. They jam up my closet because I refuse to let go of them. Because you know what? What happens if the one day when I'm going to be driving in my car and I want to have my coat that's really long and luscious and I can have like on me like a blanket? Yes. For that one day that that might happen, then I have that coat. So this is my plan. I'm starting over. 2023, the lion's gate is opening up. Shh, the portal is opening up. I am the lion. Get it? So I'm opening up my mind to seeing my home. I happen to have a villa. A villa is like a single family home. And I live with one other human and our delicious cat, our luscious lion, Lion's Gate Elvis. And I have a good bit of belongings. We have a good bit of belongings. We have a good bit of belongings. So to do the exercise of having fun with starting this process, you know, does my husband want to sit and talk about death cleaning? <laughs> no, he does not. It's not really his bag. It's not his thing. And would he rather spend his weekends doing something that he enjoys versus going into that garage? Oh, oh, listen, that's, I have a list like of how I want to organize my death cleaning of my home. You see how I say mine, because this is going to take a little bit of time to get over on my husband, uh, to convince him of the conundrum that he is also going to be in, because he's one year older than I am. And we have the potential of having a ton of fun. And oh my God, it is so cleansing and fun, almost sexy, to clean things together, to organize things together, because then it's a project where we're working on it together. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm telling you now. This in the book, she, my, my Margarita Magnuson. Hold on, let me get the book. Here's the book again. Diostadning, Margareta Magnusson, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. So I still have not seen the Peacock special on this. Apparently, there's a, there's a show, a TV show about this whole premise. And um, there's three Swedes that go to America and they, I guess they go into like, these people's homes and help them out in these different ways. And, and I have um, now connected with all three of them on social media. So that's fun. So now I'm following them on Instagram, which is fun. 
and uh, the the three Swedish people. No, I mean, I live in Sweden. I am Swedish. I live in Sweden, and I live like, this close from Stockholm. And so maybe I can meet one of these people. One of them, the gentleman who is the, the designer, he has a store in um, a place in Sweden called uh, Södermalm. It's, uh, it's called Söder. Um, so he has a store there. And so I'm going to go check out his store when I go to Stockholm next time and visit my bestie. So this is how I am going to be organizing my home in a way that I want to death clean my home. I have to do this in compartments. I'm really good with compartmentalizing things. And so when I do, I cannot think of the whole because if I, I, I can't even think about the garage because that to me, it's also, um, there's a lot of things in there that are like, that don't have anything to do with me. And so I don't even know what they are. I don't even think my husband knows what they are, but they belong to his father and his father died in 1994. And um, so that's, that's the last on the list. So this is how I want to organize my home. Go, and I'm going to share it with you because I want you to consider your home and how do you want to break it down in bite-sized pieces. Just get started and just do something. Again, you can... You can declutter your wallet. You can go through your purse. You can go through your junk drawer. Just do one thing just to kind of get yourself like, okay, I can handle this. I got this. I got this. I have so many things in this junk drawer that I will potentially never use. And, um, you know, one day somebody's just going to come into your junk drawer and go, into the garbage. So maybe you would consider just starting off with that. Okay. So this is how I'm going to do my house. Okay. This is how I'm going to do my Swedish death cleaning in my home. And I'm going to do like social media updates as I go along and show the the crazy things that I have held on to in my life. Still after my KonMari method. Okay. So this is how I want to do. First thing is first, I have an attic. You can do attic, your basement, or your entrance into your home, where typically there's like closet space or cabinets, like where you shove everything, right? Like, like people are coming over, I got to get this someplace to shove it in. So closets, cabinets in the front entrance, attic, and basement. I don't happen to have a basement. I have an attic that it's like a scuttle hole in the ceiling that... I was up there one time with Thomas and I. We had a ladder that wasn't tall enough. So I stood on the top of the ladder and then Thomas went underneath me and basically pushed me up into the hole so that I could get up there and we can like start getting rid of things that were up there because I'm, I'm sure I got some burn in my bonnet a couple of years ago. Well, you know, of course, after a day of that, we gave up and we're like, okay, fine, we're done. So I don't even remember what's up there. We're going to have to go back up there. He's going to have to shove me up that hole again so that I can see what's going up on up in that attic. And um, I have lived here now since 2012 in this house. Today is 2023. And we've been up in that attic one time. What do you think? You think you think we need some things that are up there? What are you thinking about that? I'm thinking, hell no. If there's a damn window, we're shoving the stuff out of the window and it's going into the don't into the junk drawer. Okay. The next, I actually made a list. Yes, I did. The next one is my kitchen. All right. 
So the kitchen is an interesting place for me because um, I really like bowls. That will also come back up in my dining room. Uh, so big bowls. I love serving bowls. I love serving dishes. And I also love purses and I love boots. So my kitchen, do I have duplicates of things? I have a niece that might be moving to Stockholm. And if she's moving, oh, oh, oh she's getting it. She, well, of course, I'm going to ask her, do you want me to hold on to this stuff for you. And if she says, no, Aunt Arthur, then I'm not going to shove it on her just so that I can go to her house and see it there because that's not fair and it's unnecessary and very selfish. So what can I do? I can ask her, do I want it? And if she says, yep, she's probably going to want to see pictures. But um, I'm going to have to get it all organized out first. So what I'm going to do in every one of these spaces, when I'm going through my attic, when I'm going through these cabinets and drawers and closets, is get a box right away. Donate box, throw away box. Donate, throw away. Donate, throw away, okay? You see that? Right away in each room, okay? Now, in my cabinet here, I have like a three chest of drawers, whatever that's called. And my mom, my beloved angelic mother, she knits. She has arthritis in her hands, and so she knits all the time. And she makes and scarves. And I love my mother. And if she's making me a hat, I'm keeping that hat. Okay, now it's been years of my mother making scarves. So how many hats and scarves do you think I've got? You don't want to know. Uh, now... This is where we get into nostalgia, where I have, uh, I don't want to let it go. My mom made it. My mom made this with her own hands. My mother knitted these hats and scarves with her own hands. Do I need a hundred? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I'm going to have to make some decisions and then maybe donate other ones. I don't know if there are maybe this is where it's important. Do you know of any organizations in your area? Consider this. Do you know of any charities that would take take these hats? Maybe there's a homeless shelter in your area that really needs coats, jackets, scarves closer to wintertime. Then I know this isn't wintertime because it's only August 8th, the Lions Gate today. And my 14-year anniversary of meeting the love of my life again. Another story. Um, but what can you do? Like, if you're thinking, I don't want to let go of something because this is mine. You know, I'm holding on real tight to this stuff, which I'm a cancer. Yeah. I'm born in July. I am. My home is my castle. My things remind me of stories and past times in the family and la 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 la. I don't want to take it all with me and I'm not leaving my mess for you to clean up. So what do I need to get rid of? You see, it's time to start getting real with myself. I can be as nostalgic as I'd like. Get rid of the stuff that you do not want. Does somebody else want it? Does somebody else need it? Does somebody else potentially uh, 
want to buy it. I could even sell stuff on Marketplace. My man, I bought him a pair of gorgeous Gant suede chocolate brown suede ankle boots. Do you think he wanted to wear those? No. So I'm selling them on Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace. See, so I can have another pile of sell. Yeah? Why not? If I can sell some things, there's also something here in Sweden called Tradera. Tradera is like eBay or um, whatever. What is that? I don't even know what else those things are called. But like places to sell things. So why not? So I'm going to make a pile of things that I could potentially sell. And then if they don't sell, then I'm just going to donate them out. So, okay. So my kitchen, then my dining room. Now my dining room is uh, over there. And it's... um. It's one of those rooms where there's not a lot of space uh, for anything like a tic-tac. You couldn't fit a tic-tac in that dining room because not because there's a bunch of clutter like on the tables or on the floor or anything, but like every piece of the wall space is just covered. Cabinet, 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 shelving unit, uh, chairs, little table with my birth chart on it. <laughs> Which, of course, has to be in my dining room because I want to be able to look at my birth chart at every single moment. My astrological birth chart, which is fascinating. Um, so my dining room, yeah, there's some, uh, there's, that's going to take some work. You see, so Swedish death cleaning isn't something that takes a day or a weekend. This is a process, and I have a lot of things. Thomas has a lot of things that we need to consider. Do we really need? Like all these little glass serving things from my grandmother's house. They're cute. They're super cute. I don't know if I need them. Okay, next is my living room where I sit every single day, where I sit and spend my life. This is where I work. This is where I sit. I work from this sofa with my computer and my things when I am at home, or I sit at that table in my dining room where I do my podcast episodes or I do conversations with clients or what have you, okay? So my living room. Right now, all my windowsills are completely empty because I take out all of my plants, which are typically, I've got plants all in my windows, my jade plants, my orchids. They're all outside for the summer. This is their summer vacation. They're at summer camp right now outside, okay? And so when I don't have anything in my windows, it feels like, it's so light in here. Um, and I like it. But, you know, of course, my plants are a part of my life and my family. So they're coming back inside soon when it starts to get chillier. And so there's other things. Do I have anything else in this room that I do not want or need? Or where do I want? You know, do you know how many people want this? That thing right there? That is, <laughs> was my pair. And I was smart because I took that a long time ago. I took that with me too. Sweden, when I moved from America, I'm like, that's mine. That's mine. And now who would I want to get that later? That's, uh, we'll see who the lucky winner will be. But uh, to go through room by room by room. All right, living room. Next, bathrooms. I have one and a half bathrooms. And the bathrooms won't take that much time because, you know, old medicines, things that have expired. And I mean, just stuff that's gross that needs to just go. And here in Sweden, you can donate your old medicines 
to the drugstore. And sometimes you get like even like points for donating your stuff back because what you never want to do, I don't know if you know this or not, but is to throw your medicines down the sink or in the toilet. Do you know that? That that is not that's a no bueno. Like, no, don't do that because then it goes into the water supply. That's not good. Something I did not know until I moved to Sweden. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. Okay, next. Bedrooms. All right, so that's going to take some time because I have three bedrooms upstairs. And these bedrooms, one is mine, one is a guest room, and one I consider my mother's room. And, um, you know, and one of them is also my office. The The guest room, I have a big desk. I have, oh, my God, I'm going to have to show pictures in my social media feed of that room. It's so when people say that in a, in a space that is cluttered, a cluttered space is a cluttered mind, is a symbol of a cluttered mind. So no wonder I haven't been able to figure out how it is that I want to work or what it is that actually inspires me to want to make my difference in the world or to even see what my skills and strengths are. The place is a, it's a mess. It's a mess up there. Getting that cleaned up. Okay, next, laundry room. Laundry room. The thing, you know, keeping tents from 1947 in there. Yeah, I need those. Sure, we need those tents because we go camping all the time. But you know what? We might go camping one day. Three yoga mats that are old, that smell like I don't even know what happened. Do you think they need to go? Well, we could use those as an under thing when we go camping. Okay. And uh, recycling. I have a room out here where I put all of our recycling stuff because, you know, Sweden, beautiful Sweden, and my love of recycling, going to the recycling station is in, like an event for me. I've had a whole pod, I have a whole um, video on my YouTube channel about me going to the, <laughs> the recycling station because I love it. It's fantastic. You, everything is separated. Everything is sorted, and it's free. You could drop your things off. At this place, it's like, throw them into the tubs. It is so, oh, it is just like one of the nicest experiences for me. I know, simple minds, but it's true. So, but there's like a bunch of random, like an old uh, dartboard with no dart things. We could probably get rid of that. You know, just like old stuff. Just get rid of it. And if this house sells, we're probably going to move into an apartment. And in an apartment, are we going to need a weed whacker, a hedge trimmer? Are we going to need all these things that you cut, like, trees with and all that stuff? No, we're not. So we're probably going to end up leaving that with the house when this house one day sells. All right, next. And uh, the garage. The garage, that's going to be the mess. Because in that mess, I also have, like, we have, like, this whole wall filled like this big cabinet just like these shelving units filled with paints tiles um old sheets i know that sounds strange but hefty bags or like ikea big bags for each one of my siblings filled with beautiful gorgeous sheets that my grandmother made with her own hands that are so gorgeous. And in Sweden, I don't know if you have ever, if you're in America or anywhere else in the world, you may not have experienced gorgeous linen sheets. And I have bags 
that now three bags because my sister Maria was just here and took her bag uh, of sheets and tablecloths for my siblings from the house, from the family house that we sold. So like that, I'm not getting rid of that. That is not getting, I'm not getting, that's not going anywhere. That's staying right there and I'm going to put name tags on it. Yeah. So, and then Thomas has all of his father's like nuts and bolts and stuff to take care of as well. Uh, and that's going to take <laughs> a while. Just got to get started, right? And then the last thing. Creating the most beautiful love letter you've ever written. My wishes, my final wishes to my loved ones of what, what do I want? Who do I want to get things? Where do I want things to go? What would I like people to remember about me? Would I like to be cremated? Yes. Do I want to have a big freaking epic funeral? Hell yeah. And I want my friend Tammy Faults in her grief coaching. I think that's what the name of her business is. In Canada, Tammy Falls, she's going to be a guest, upcoming guest again on the podcast to create my epic going away party because <laughs> I want people to party like it's 1999, the day I drop dead, we're going to have a party, okay? I'm going to be in part, let me in heaven party it, and then everybody else is going to be invited to a big party, okay? And do I have a will? Do I have my ducks in a row. Where do I have my investments? Where do I have my 401k? Where do I have my pension? Who is listed as my beneficiaries? People, if you are divorced, this is so important. If you are divorced and you have not updated your beneficiaries and your ex-husband is your beneficiary, guess what happens if you kick it, when you kick it, and your ex-husband is listed as your beneficiary? Your ex-husband's getting your beneficiary stuff, huh? So think about that, little toots. Think about that, toots, McGee. Hmm? Because if you do not update your beneficiaries, it goes to whomever is listed as a beneficiary. And even if you have something in your will, it sometimes, most likely, it's going to go with whoever you have listed with the organization. So say, for example, I worked for Huntington National Bank for 10 years back in the day, and I have a pension with them that one day I will receive when I turn whatever age. I don't even know. I don't know. And so who is my beneficiary? Of course, I've updated that to be my now current husband. Now, something that does have to change is my will. Thomas and I created a will before we even got married, before I was an owner on this house. So you think we got some updating to do? The laws in Sweden are different, of course, because he is my actual husband now. Um, so here, everything is based off of your person number, your person number, like in America, your social security number. However, in America, no organizations are actually communicating with each other. So here, when you die, it gets recorded, updated, and then these files go out to all of the government agencies, all the places to say they're dead. And then all of a sudden... This starts to happen. Your life insurance policy, your your death benefits start getting kicked out. All this starts to happen, right? But you need to consider in America, for example, if you do not have all this documented, get a lawyer, hire an attorney to get your wishes written down. Even if you, Susie Orman, whom I love, Susie, S 
S-U-Z-E-O-R-M-A-N, Susie Orman. She has this packet of stuff that you could buy for like $100. And if you're living in the U.S., this is only for people that live in the United States, um, you can buy her packet. And she has all the most, like the critical documents that you need to prepare yourself for death that she sells like by state specific. So you can create your own will. You can create a power of attorney, a will, living will. You can create, um, if you need to have, like, uh, if you're, what is it called? There's, um, if you uh, get sick and you cannot speak on your own behalf, who do you want to speak on your behalf for you? These, this is critical. I mean, do you understand that your children, if you are not married and you have children and you have nothing documented for your children, what do you think happens with your children? Do they become property of the state? Do you want that? I can't imagine that you'd want that. And it could take you, if anything, if if anything in your home goes to the back burner and you start with number 10 to create your most important, beautiful love letter you've ever written in your life first, if you have children, that's where you start. That's where you start. If you have children and you do not have a will or you do not have anything documented with who is going to take care of my children when I die, because if your children are under 18, you have to say, this is who I want to take care of my kids. Do you have life insurance in place? If you have family members that are depending on you for their survival, and you die and you're not at work and you don't get any kind of a, a payout for like death benefits or anything like that from your work, how are your, how's your family going to live? How are they going to make it? Can you get a life insurance policy, even a term policy? Term policy just means, like for example, a term policy, I have a term life insurance policy and I've had it coming up on 20 years. And at 20 years, it'll expire. And then I've been paying into an insurance policy every month, $20 for a month, per month, for 20 years. Yeah, that adds up. But if I were to have died during that term, then I would have a payout for my beneficiaries of blank amount of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I don't have children, so I don't need to have a life insurance policy. However, I have godchildren. And I wanted my godchildren to receive something if I died before the age of like 58 years old, whatever. Um, but that's, again, about to expire. So that just means that I was I had an insurance policy in case and then they would have gotten something. Now they're not going to get anything because <laughs> I'm still here. But although although I'm not 58 yet. <laughs> so don't you be counting your pennies yet, little kids, which are now, of course, adults. So do you see... Sometimes there's a gentle nudge. There's a nudge from the universe that we're like, ah, I know I'm going to die one day, but I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm too young. I don't want to. It's hurtful. It's scary. I'm scared. I don't, you know, it's like bad juju. People, it's going to bring on my death or I can't talk to my parents about it because then they're going to die because it's really bad luck. And it's like, okay, like culturally, I don't know what you're thinking or where you're coming from, or maybe that's true. I don't, I don't have any idea for your beliefs, but um, if you just consider yourself first, if you look at yourself and then you look, okay, who am I? Do I have children? Check, check. This is the biggest nudge. Like, hello, hello, please listen, please listen. 
Do this now. Do this now. Okay? I ain't playing with you. I am your reminder. I am your reminder that the conundrum of, well, yeah, I'm going to die, but I don't feel like dealing with it. Who do you think will? Who do you think will deal with it? And if you've got kiddos under the age of 18, don't leave that to chance. Do not leave that to chance. Have everything documented and take this as a nudge. You're awesome. You're Swedish death cleaner. <laughs> I'm coming to you with love in my heart. No judgment. I am coming to you with literally a plead that you would consider taking care of your children. If not yourself, take care of your children. Oh, and another thing. If you have a business, think about that. If you've got a corporation, I have a corporation. I never even considered that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do have to get something written that <laughs> my husband gets my ring light. Uh, that's exactly what he's going to care about. <laughs> so this conversation is not going to stop. I will not stop this conversation with you. I'm not going to do it. And you don't have to listen. I don't care. You don't have to listen. But I'm not stopping the conversation because I want you to share my process with me so that you can see from me, through me, what it's like to go through the process of Swedish death cleaning and to know it isn't scary. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. You don't die faster because you've started to organize your home. You don't have to be scared because, you know, like the, the initial conversation and the discomfort will be over like this because all of a sudden you're going to be like, you're going to be supported. You're going to be supported. This I'm telling you, the universe will support you in your wishes and your wants and your needs. And the conversations will open up, the dialogue will open up, even if it's not going to happen the way you thought it would, something better is coming. Mm? Take care of yourself. Take care of your children. That's it. Okay? Okay. Good. All right. Well, listen. Listen, Linda, I hope you have a gorgeous week. I hope you have a beautiful Lion's Gate. And... um Believe me when I say to you, the conundrum doesn't go away just because we won't look at it. Yeah? Consider facing it. You will feel so powerful and so in charge of your own life and your own destiny that you will feel so clear, clean, and ready to face your day because your ducks are in a row. Think about it. All righty. Take care, sweetheart. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me, let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.